Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 529. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about initial public offerings in 2019. And this is interesting because I am not a follower of Jim Cramer or Mad Money. I find him very entertaining, but I do not look to him for investment advice. But I did come across an article that was written about him and some of his thoughts about initial public offerings that are coming up. And I thought the article was worth sharing with you and worth talking about because I've been wanting to talk about these initial public offerings that are coming to market in 2019. So what is an initial public offering? An IPO is a company that is coming to the stock market to raise capital. They're selling their shares to the public. This could be a private company that has private ownership and then sell shares to the public for the first time and then become subject to regulations to be on the stock market. They have to have audited financial statements. They have to have X amount of shares and shareholders. They have to report quarterly. They have to file different reports when certain things happen in their company. It becomes a whole nother entity. A lot of companies don't want to go public. They want to stay private because they don't want to have to put their numbers out every quarter. They don't want to be subject to the fluctuations of the market. They don't want to be subject to short-term planning, which a lot of times people think being a publicly traded company requires because you can't really think long-term and make long-term decisions because you're so worried about what your shareholders are going to do in the short term. For example, if you want to do something that requires a large capital investment in the future, you might not want to take that loan or you might not want to spend that money because it might hurt your current profitability. So it might cause your stock price to go down in the short term, even though it's the right decision for your business long term. That's why certain companies like Nordstrom are actually considering taking their shares private again so that they can make decisions without having the short-term fluctuations of the pressure of the stock and pleasing shareholders. But what's really interesting with IPOs is they generally have to happen in a healthy stock market. You can't really have IPOs happening in a bear market because IPOs want to get off on the right foot. They want to have their share price go up. In fact, their strategy is usually to underprice a little bit So that creates additional demand. It's kind of like, have you ever seen a real estate property that's priced below market value? It gets a lot of bids because it's intentionally priced thousands of dollars below what its real price is. And then that tends to start an auction war and bidding war and people start to pay more. And the idea is that maybe someone will pay full market value or even maybe over full market value. 
Well, it's the same idea with IPOs. They underprice them to create more demand. And then also there are restricted numbers of shares out there. So you have fewer shares and you have this artificial demand of a beginning low price and the stocks tend to get this pop. They tend to get this move up that's very dramatic. And so people wanna get their hands on IPOs because they tend to make easy profits. The only problem is those profits tend to go to the insiders who are selling their shares. And there are time restrictions on when those shareholders can sell their shares. So they're often subject to what's called a lockup, which means they cannot sell their shares to the public during that time. Institutions have access to IPOs and so do insiders and some qualified investors. And a few regular investors, everyday people, have access to IPOs, but it's very difficult to get access to them. So they are in high demand, but they generally have to happen during a bull market. Because of this underpricing strategy, you wanna sell that into an already rising market to help buoy the price of your IPO even more. So that's the strategy behind IPOs, is people who are planning them want to have a good market to sell them into, and so they tend to go in herds. They tend to all happen around the same time in a good market. So what really caught my attention with this CNBC article was Jim Cramer saying there's a looming threat for the stock market and it has nothing to do with China. Well, that headline really caught my eye. What it turned out to be about was the initial public offerings that are coming out this year. So let me share the article with you and then I'll have some more comments. So this was on CNBC.com. It was written by Elizabeth Gertis. It's dated February 13th, 2019, and there are three bullet points. The first bullet point says, CNBC's Jim Cramer warns investors that an upcoming deluge of deals could hurt their portfolios more than China or the Federal Reserve. Bullet point number two says, I think the biggest threat to this bull market is denim, Cramer says, somewhat jokingly, about Levi Strauss's upcoming initial public offering. And bullet point number three says, with so many IPOs and not enough money to buy the stocks, the mad money host is getting worried. And the article says, with all of the investors fretting about the trade war with China and the Federal Reserve's plan for interest rates, what CNBC's Jim Cramer's really worried about here is jeans. Yep, I think the biggest threat to this bull market is denim, he said Wednesday on Mad Money, as stocks rose on hopes of a U.S.-China trade deal. I, right now, at this very moment, am more worried about jeans than I am about China. Kramer was referring, somewhat jokingly, to Wednesday's news that denim company Levi Strauss filed the paperwork for an initial public offering. While he admitted that it's an exciting deal, he said it will likely cause investors to sell some of market stalwarts like PVH and Ralph Lauren so they can get in on the IPO. Now, maybe you think I'm being small-minded here. It's just jeans, right? Wrong. See, it's not just jeans. We're about to get a tsunami of new initial public offerings that will flood the stock market with new supply, and there simply isn't enough money coming into the stock market to be able to handle all of this merchandise. Just consider some of the biggest upcoming deals. Slack, Uber, Palantir, Airbnb, Lyft, Pinterest, Postmates, DoorDash, and Reddit all plan to go public to the tune of billions of dollars. In Uber's case, $120 billion. 
When Slack, for example, goes public, money managers will probably sell shares of competing work collaboration platform Atlassian to make the money to buy Slack shares, since they most likely won't have much new money coming in to fund those purchases. So they need to sell something if they want to do any buying, Kramer explained. The effect will play out over and over with each IPO, the Mad Money host warned. When cybersecurity firm Palantir goes public, people will sell Palo Alto Networks or Proofpoint. When Postmates or DoorDash IPO, Grubhub will get sold. When Uber shares finally hit the public market, hedge funds could even sell Facebook, Amazon, Apple, and Alphabet. These will be natural sources of funds, Kramer said. Historically speaking, nothing slaughters a bull market as effectively as a burst of new IPOs and secondary offerings. When this has happened in recent years, we've seen whole sectors crushed by a cascade of selling. It's just the nature of the beast. And while he acknowledged that most of the upcoming deals are from companies that have great track records, Kramer worried that the market simply won't be able to sustain the IPO tidal wave. My worry has to do with supply and demand. When you get a surge of new supply without any increase in demand, meaning without much new money coming into the market, that's going to be bad for prices of all stocks, he said. The bottom line? We are about to get hit with a perfect storm of IPOs, and regardless of how good this new merchandise might be, I'm concerned that the market won't be able to handle it all without taking maybe all stocks lower, Kramer concluded. More than anything else, China, the Fed, the possibility of another government shutdown, it's this deluge of deals you should be worrying about because nobody else is. End of article. And I'll post the article in the show notes and on my website. So with Kramer saying all of that, what he is meaning is that portfolio managers reallocate usually within sectors. That means that they have their portfolio set up and diversified by different sectors. So they will often sell a tech stock in order to buy another tech stock. And they'll sell a retailer in order to buy another retailer. So that's what he's saying, is that they might sell Ralph Lauren in order to buy Levi Strauss. And that could hurt a very good company that has no reason for going down other than portfolio managers want to take profits and reallocate into the IPO, again, so they can get an easy, quick profit and have access to a limited number of shares that is going to continue to support the stock. Kramer also makes the point that there's really not any new retail money coming into this market. And that's correct. As I've reported before, most of the market is institutional money and hedge fund money. The retail investor is not really coming back into the market. So there's not a lot of new sources of funds, new cash in their accounts that portfolio managers can look to to make these purchases. So therefore, they're going to have to sell something to buy one of these new IPOs. So we'll have to see how it all plays out. One thing that you should be aware of is some of these IPOs have crazy valuations. Here is an example. $120 billion as a valuation already for Uber? Now you know that Uber has a very good competitor in Lyft. So there is another option out there of a company to invest in. And when a company comes out at a $120 billion valuation, it says to me it's fully valued. I mean, really, this is basically a taxi company. I don't see how 
people are going to get excited about future growth of a company that's already valued at $120 billion. Now, I'd feel totally differently if it had a lower valuation, but keep in mind, that makes it one of the largest companies in the world, one of the most valuable companies in the world. Is this taxi company really one of the most valuable companies in the world? And if so, where can it go from here? Can it really become the all-time most valuable company? I don't really think so. (laughs) I just really don't. I think that there is room for more companies to come into the market. I think that Uber had some real issues and lost a lot of market share to Lyft. Some of those customers will never come back. For me as an investor, An IPO like this is already fully priced. And basically, these are insiders who are cashing in. They got in at a very low price. They have options. They are cashing in or cashing out their profits. And they're selling their shares to the public and saying, sold to the greater fool. I just really don't see where there's a lot of value. Now, that's not to say that there can't be a run-up in the stock immediately after it's offered. But I think very much like Snap, who I felt was in this similar boat, that it was very fully valued when it was offered. It ran up and then it tanked. And I think a very similar thing could happen to Uber. So I'm not planning to buy Uber. I'll tell you, there is one IPO that is really appealing to me. I personally find Pinterest very interesting. If you're not familiar with Pinterest, it's a social media platform followed more by women than men. It has a reputation of being where people go for decorating inspiration or recipes for dinner, but it also is a social media platform that actually generates sales and people who go to Pinterest actually buy off of Pinterest. I know I have some Pinterest boards and I've actually saved things that I plan to buy on my boards. So it is something that people actually shop on Pinterest. They plan their purchases. And it is also a very popular source for bloggers to get additional traffic. So bloggers love it. It's something that's very commonly used in the internet space. It's something that generates sales. I think its advertising revenue can grow. It's less known than a Facebook or Instagram or other social media platforms, but I think it probably because it isn't as well known and it just might be a hidden gem. Although I have to say, I have no idea what the valuation is going to be. And that's very important because if they value Pinterest too high, then it won't be appealing to me as an investor. But if I think that perhaps it's not fully valued and it has a good valuation on it or fair valuation or it's even undervalued slightly because it's not as well known or because it's considered an underdog to other social media, it might just be something I would be tempted to buy. The other strategy is to not worry about buying on the IPO. Yes, insiders have access to the initial offering pop, if you will, that boost from being underpriced. But oftentimes IPOs can run up a little bit and then sell off. And you can watch them after they come out and buy them a lot cheaper. 
I know in Investors Business Daily, they do track the IPOs and the price of IPOs. So you can follow and see who's continuing to do well, who's fallen back, and you might be able to pick up cheaper. You can see what they're doing. But again, I would be aware of valuation. I would be aware of their profitability. I would be aware of, do they have increasing profits? And even better, increasing profits at an increasing rate. And if you haven't listened to my podcast on what makes stocks go up, I think it's podcast number 47. Uh, That is a podcast I did about what makes stock prices go up because it's not what a lot of people think it is. It's actually on profitability, their earnings, and their increasing rate of earnings. So you want companies that are profitable, they're making money today, and they're going to continue to make money. Or if they're losing money today, they are making up in market share or they are having high revenues, even if they're not profitable, their revenues are increasing, their top line's increasing, and eventually you can see where their bottom line will become extremely profitable. So these are the things that professional investors are looking for, and we always want to look at valuation. We always want to look at not so much the P.E. ratio because P.E. ratios on some of these fast growers tend to be very high and way above average. So if you wait for them to get below average, sometimes they never do. And you could have missed out on a lot of great growth companies, for example, Amazon, if you were waiting for a lower P.E. So sometimes these growth companies, you do have to pay more for them in terms of their P.E. ratio, but that's okay. And As long as they are growing, they're increasing their market share, they're increasing their earnings, those are the things that you want to look for. But if they're coming out fully valued and it just seems like these insiders are dumping their shares to people who aren't informed, who are all excited about buying an Uber, for example, uh, I think people are going to be seriously disappointed by investing in that company. So just my opinion, you decide for yourself what you think. There aren't any recommendations that I'm making, just ways for you to evaluate companies and initial public offerings, ways for you to think about it. And as always, don't consider this investment advice. Talk to your financial advisor before making any decisions. If you like this kind of information and you'd like to be connected with my inner investing circle, the VIP experience, fill out a request for a strategy session with me, and I'll be happy to answer your questions about it. If we haven't yet connected on Instagram, go on over to instagram.com forward slash Linda P. Jones and get my daily wealth tips. And don't forget, we still have the review contest going on. I've added 15 additional prizes for February, so your chances to win are great. You can win my Wealthy Mindset Blueprint audio course valued at $197. You can win the Wealth Heiress book personalized by me, and you can win a wealth mentoring session with me valued at $500. All you need to do is leave a podcast review that will get your name in the hat five times. A book review on Amazon will get your name in the drawing seven times. And if you do both, your name's in the drawing 10 times. And thank you to everyone who's already left reviews. They are so awesome. I love hearing what you guys write and I it just it means the world to me. Thank you so much. And if you've left a review in the past, you're still entered into this contest. The Wealth Heiress book is back in stock on Amazon, your local bookstore, and Amazon in the UK. I highly recommend it. People are loving it. The reviews are excellent. Men are loving it too. And 
You can get your millionaire action plan there so you know exactly what you need to do to become an everyday millionaire. It's within your reach. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.